Yeah. I'm ready. I just took a sip of that ginger ale. We got to pour wine, jeans. I brought in the Bordeaux. All right. Yo, yo, yo. Leave it right now, y'all. I'm at Hartford Funny Bone, Hartford, Connecticut, November 14th through 17th. And then November 22nd, I'm with the Jeans Machine. We're doing your mom's house live Yeah. at the Pasadena, the Ice House Pasadena. And here's the best news of all is that if you're not in Pasadena, if you're not in California, if you're somewhere crazy like Sri Lanka, Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia. Um, Laughster. That's where you can watch it, right? You can go to Laughster.com. That's spelled the funny way. L-A-F-F-S-T-E-R. What if you're in uh, Chile? Absolutely. You can stream it. You can watch it streaming live from Chile. Uh, go now and sign up. Get your account already so you don't get frustrated. South Africa? Absolutely. I love South Africa. You can watch, you can watch from there. Go sign up. Uh, watch us there. And we're also going to do a cool thing where we're going to give away prizes. You can like bid on stuff where we will yeah. call and you from the show. The bids are what's being donated. Yeah. So we're going to donate that to the Wounded Warrior Project. Yeah. So there's the um, there's the streaming thing that you just have to pay to watch it. Right. Um, that's just part of the deal of doing this with laughter. It's just part of life. Yeah. But the bidding on the special prizes, that's going to be donated. So um, please keep that in mind. It'd be fun to... Send a nice check to the Wounded Warriors. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. That's right. That's for real. Uh, and then after that, shoot, I lost my place. After that, you guys, the 20th of second, there we are. Uh, I'm going to be at the Aliente Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada on the 23rd of November. Mm-hmm. Then December 5th, back with my jeans, doing the podcast live at the American Comedy Company in San Diego, California. That's what's up. December 19th through 22nd, I'm in Atlanta at the Punchline. And then, if you don't have New Year's plans and you're in the D.C. area, come see Buns and I co-headline the D.C. Improv uh, December 27th through 31st. And that's it. That's 2013, Jeans. That's 2013 shows. Can you believe it? Shit is hot. What a, what a f- <laughs> crazy year. And it's all going to start over. Our calendars are going to be updated. By now... 2014 should be up on my website. Are you putting yours up? I haven't put it up yet. I need to. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost afraid. I have like um, <laughs> it's banana. damn near four months of stuff to put up I know, for dude. 2014 already. It's great. What a blessing in the skies. It's up in the skies. Anyways, listen, if you don't follow us on Twitter, I know some of you are like, dude, I'm too old for Twitter. I don't care. Here's why you should. Tom and I post our live show dates on that thing. And if you don't, if you're not up to date on the podcast, sometimes it's great just to follow us on Twitter because then you can see where we are because we keep that current. Mm-hmm. Um, at Christina P. At Tom Segura. Definitely. Don't forget um, the day after our San Diego show. Yeah. Which is the fifth. Which I'm looking forward to going to San Diego and doing the podcast. Oh, for for real. Though. The next day, I am in Northern California at the Calusa Casino. Doing a show with Joey Coco Diaz, the Calusa Casino. Um, and then the very next day, we go to Eugene, Oregon. Um, and for some reason, I don't have the uh, link for that. But the Calusa one, you can get it now. Um, very much looking forward to that, working with my Uncle Joey. You know what I'm saying? Your uncle, my uncle. Everyone's Uncle Joey. Who's not allowed in Canada, but besides that. Not allowed to go to a lot of places. <laughs> warrants. I got warrants, dog. <laughs> dog. 
diabetes. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. More like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over. And setting up a Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash mom. That's mintmobile.com slash mom. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash mom. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. We have a fun show for you. We hope you wear your jeans up over your motherfucking head. And that is that. Are you ready to start the fart show? Uh, yeah. Let's do it, jeans. Okay. Okay. Rain down pain. Rain down pain on their motherfucking ass. Merciless, relentless, attack, assault, abuse the motherfucking arm. This ain't for no weak hearted, wet noodle ass, Captain Crunch eating motherfuckers like you. <laughs> this shit is big time. Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother into this. Your mama in the fucking stand. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to your mom's house with Tom Segura, Tom Segura, and Christina Pajitsin. Welcome to your mom's house. This dog looks so cute since he was groomed. You know what's really (laughs) sweet is that he's supposed to weigh 10 pounds, but he, like everybody else in this house, fluctuates up and down. Mm -hmm. So when this dog weighs like 11 or 12, it really shows. It does. One pound shows on him. Yeah, he's got like a bulge in his little belly right now (laughs) because we just love him and treat him up too much. What do you think he is at now, 11? Yeah, he's pushing 12. Damn. Which for him is, you know, the doctor will caution you at 12 pounds. Be like, come on, guys, quit making your dog so fat. Isn't that crazy that one pound, they're like, this is serious. <laughs> you put on a pound. <laughs> Remember when we brought Rocket, uh, God rest his soul. Oh, yes. That was horrible. <laughs> we took we took my parents' beagle and the lady was like, whoa. Like what? She was like, look at this gargantuan, enormous <laughs> really monstrosity was. of a stomach. 
And I, we had pointed it out. I'd pointed it out to my parents for years, and they're like, he's fine. And I was like, she goes, this is the most morbidly obese dog I've ever seen, I think. <laughs> Wait, because Rocket was really disfiguredly fat. Humongous. Like, he didn't even it looked like look those, like a beagle anymore. It looked like one of those dogs <laughs> that, like, a frat house took in, and as a joke, they fed it beer and donuts. That's what he looked like. He had a distended stomach. Swollen and distended. Yeah, yeah. he looked like an alcoholic. Yeah. And <laughs> the best part was... Oh, my parents really love their dogs. Um, She said, here's what you got to do. He can eat all the green beans he wants. Right. All the carrots he wants. Like people. It doesn't doesn't make you fat. She's like, just give him bowls of it until he can't stop eating it. She goes, it's fine. Yeah. Went home, told my parents, and they're like, okay. (laughs) And then, like, I would call and check. Like, I'd be like, hey, how's that going with... yeah, no, we're not doing that. Like, <laughs> but I mean, like, you were given a death sentence by the vet. We told you, right? Poor Rocket. Mm. Nah, we'll just let him get fatter and bo- more bloated. Denial. Yeah. Well, that's what humans do. It's exactly what humans do. That's what I do, right? We all do it. Push past that logic. Get straight into but emotional the, um, eating. The really the bad are the um, you know the super fat. They just are like. You know, you're like, just, you got to change their, the people, actually the people that enable the super fat, Mm. like the bedridden who are like, (laughs) and they can't get up to eat. So they're like, what are you feeding them? And he's like, I feed them uh, just like sausage and cheese. And (laughs) he eats like six pizzas a day. Like, you got to stop giving him that. It's what he wants. It's what he likes. He likes it. My favorite, there was a a documentary about a morbidly obese bedridden man Mm -hmm. and his caregiver was like doing what you just said, like, well, I got to cook bacon and eggs for him five times a day. And then the interviewer was like, but why? Well, because if I don't, he just keeps asking for it. Okay. Right. Yeah, let him. Let him. It's like a toddler yeah. or a dog. Like the dog wants to eat all day. That's what dogs do. Right. But you can't feed the dog all day, every day. Yeah, he'll die. Leave. Right. <laughs> you big, stupid <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Which is what you're doing to that person. <laughs> you're killing him. Yeah, killing. Because, you know, a lot of people have emotional problems. Of course. Obviously. Addiction to food is very real. I feel it. I have it. I have, Everybody but I, does. I have a... Goddamn. I think a lot of us have... What we have is like, we have it, but to a degree we have it in check. In other words... Right. You have a point where you're like, I got to do something. And the difference is that people that get like to five and six hundred pounds and everything... Is that they're the thing doesn't kick on for them to go like you got to do something, which to me is like I mean I've been a smoker a heavy smoker in the past and I think what allowed me to smoke for so long is that you don't see the effects you right f- you feel them you would you it hurts like I remember I would push past the pain of smoking and just keep on smoking like even though it hurt my charred my lungs get sick more yeah, yeah. like you cough more. But with with obesity, it's like you you even see it like it changes you physically, and you're like, nah, I got to push past. And everybody that. else sees it too, and they yeah. all treat you differently. They're like, it's bar- yeah, uh. yeah, it sucks. It sucks. You ever seen? Well, you've never been like fat like me, but like I <laughs> I've gone through because I've gone up and down dramatically in my life. Mm. In my life, I've gone. I've I, I would say what I've had. Let's see, two significant weight losses and two significant weight gains. Mm-hmm. One as, as like a, like 
significant, pretty significant, going out of eighth grade, right? I wasn't huge or anything, Mm -hmm. but I lost a bunch of weight. Mm -hmm. And you see the way people look at you and treat you differently. For sure. Then I gained a bunch of weight in high school, a lot. And then my sophomore year in college, I lost all of it. And that, again, you see this like, holy shit. Right, like you're a person. Yeah, people really look at and treat you differently. Sure. But the crazy thing is if you saw somebody, if you met somebody like I did when I had lost the weight, so that's how they associate you being, that's their physical representation of you, Mm -hmm. and then you gain weight. And they don't see you gradually gain weight. They just remember you. Oh, as, yeah. It's, and then they see you yeah. gain weight. And then they go like, what happened to you? Jarring. And you're like, and if you're not thinking about it at the time, you're like, what do you mean? What happened about what? And they're mm-hmm. looking at you. What happened to you physically? You've mm-hmm. very much changed. <laughs> you look like something has rotted inside of you and, mm-hmm. and gone bad. And right. It's, it's pretty bad. And then you see the shock in their face. Yeah. Wow. You're a real fucking pig, man. Mm. You're like, how are you doing? Hi. That hurts feelings and such. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I can't even imagine. Mm -mm. I can't imagine because everyone has triggers. Everybody has stuff that you uh, you medicate, you take care of. Yeah. But pizzas, oh man. Pizzas are good. That's a problem. Is that it's, dude, it's so easy to, I, I could weigh like a thousand pounds, no problem. I really could do it. I really, it's not that hard. It really takes, like, I, we just started fitness plan, you know, like, the last few months, like, really getting into fitness. Yeah. And, dude, like, it takes some days, everything inside of me to will myself to just get up and put on a pair of, like, exercise pants. <laughs> just put the pants on. And then <laughs> at least you've done that, you know? Like, oh, man. You feel so much better when you do it, though. Yeah, right? it's yeah. a nice little, it's better. It's fucking whatever, dude. Well, here's some exciting news. Mm. Uh, you know, I've been riding the, a bicycle for like the last year. A what? You know, a B-I-C-Y-C-L-E. Oh, I see what you're saying. You mean... Bikes! Yeah, bikes. Bikes! Dude, mm-hmm. do you know how fucking much fun it is to ride a bicycle as a grown-up? No, because I haven't had one as a grown-up. You got to get one with me. We got to do this together. We keep talking about it, but I haven't done it. Dude... Riding a bicycle is probably one of the greatest joys a human being can have. And you forget how joyful and silly it is to ride a bicycle. Like, it's the most juvenile thing. I get on that thing, my bike, and I fucking, I own the streets. Like, I'm back to being 10 years old and just owning the streets. And, like, I I fucking fly like the wind, man. Do you ride it on the sidewalk? I do sometimes. I don't give a fuck. I'm not supposed to. It's dangerous on the streets, okay? I don't need to get a concussion. I don't need to get run over by some fucking douchebag. Do you wear your helmet? Well, funny you should mention. At first, I was was all, fuck a helmet. It's super lame. And who was telling you to get one? You did? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, because I looked at all the other people riding bicycles in the neighborhood. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's those nerds wear helmets. Mm-hmm. So I broke down. I finally got a helmet on Amazon.com through your mom's house podcast.com. Mm-hmm. It arrived. I got a cool black one, like just old school looking black. I didn't get no fucking fancy. I don't like all the shit that makes you look like a super nerd. You know, like the, the bullet kind. Like what's his name? Uh, Armstrong. Lance Fartstrong. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Louis Armstrong. 
a douchebag. You know, they always. I'm not. I'm not a Tour de France. I'm, yeah. I'm a leisurely bicycle rider. I hear you. I much prefer it. I'm not going all the way with like wrist guards and shit. You know the thing. Something happened. It's fucking lame. Something happened with bicycle helmets. Ah. And that is that now I feel like after so many years of the casual bike rider wearing them, now they don't look as goofy. Oh, you mean like the nerd is the new norm? The nerd, that's a good way of putting it, is the new norm. Now you look at it, you still go like... <laughs> but it's not the um, it's not the same thing as like when you're younger, you're like, that's fucking so lame. Yeah, Don't wear that. so gay. Yeah, but now, now I kind of like it. Yeah, it still feels lame, dude. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code YMH24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code YMH24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming. I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting into something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. I judge people hard. I was just thinking that today. I'm super judgmental towards strangers. Yeah. I talk to my shrink about that. Like sometimes I just have pure disdain for strangers and what they're doing at the moment. Mm -hmm. Like I saw some guy doing push-ups but at the beach today. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Put like in the middle of fucking cement. Everybody's around. And he's like, Hwah, Hwah. like, you know, really making a dramatic thing. That becomes people's gym, especially right. where we are. I, I saw when I, I walked down there today too. <laughs> and like, there was a guy I'd never seen this before. Uh, so, you know, if you could walk down on the board, uh, not the boardwalk, the, on the beach, mm -hmm. that path has the bike path and the pedestrian path. Mm -hmm. Um, near us, there's one that is, it's right near stairs. Mm -hmm. It's like a hundred stairs. So a lot of people will run up the stairs mm. and either run down the stairs or go down the pathway. And it's obviously, it's a really hard workout to do. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. This guy 
my God, I have a story too. About is this. crazy. He had his baby uh-huh. in a stroller. He covered up the baby mm. so that it wasn't in the sun. The baby's sleeping, and he would run the stairs, leave the baby alone <laughs> in the stroller, <laughs> and then come back down to check out to make sure. But we're not like he oh wasn't running God. twenty stairs. He was r- literally running a hundred. So oh that oh my God, there was a you know a time where like you would just walk by. That's how I first noticed and see a stroller, and you're like. Is there a baby? Oh, yeah, there is a baby in that stroller, and there's nobody around. Oh, my God. And then he would come back, oh, is the baby all right? Yeah, baby's all right. And he would keep doing his, his stairs. mortifying. If mm-hmm. we have a baby and you did that, yeah. I'd fucking throw you in the streets. Why? Why I got to do the stairs? It's so irresponsible. I can't do the stairs with the baby. Dude, it's so irresponsible. I saw a woman <laughs> go up those same stairs, and I was walking down them as she was doing her exercise running up them. Mm-hmm. And she had like earbuds in, and every now and then she would go, Ooh, whoo! Like she would, Ooh, whoo! Like to herself, like I'm doing it. And you're like, Yeah, you're yeah. They all so coach each other up crazy. there. Crazy. But it was yeah. her alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's that cool uh, older black lady. Who wears, she wears her earbuds and she listens to music and, and then dances. she dances. This is her right here. Today, we're going to train arms. <laughs> you say it's impossible to get 22 arms, 22 inch arms without taking steroids. Well, I'm going to tell you how I did it and it ain't no motherfucking secret. <laughs> so that was C.T. Fletcher. That's who we played in our opening yeah. clip. Yeah. And of course, some of you remember him. He had a new video posted oh. um, very recently. Um, so we... Uh, we're playing that for you. Let's see. This is his um, one of one of his more recent videos. No, every motherfucking thing, everything. <laughs> you know every motherfucking thing about being yo, except how to do it. You know all the motherfucking details. You know every motherfucking part of the car, but you can't put that motherfucking together. You don't know how to put shit together. He's so right about that. Here's your wine. Thank you. Uh, I don't know shit. Actually, I don't know shit about growing your arms. So tell me what the fuck he's talking about. No, he's saying what he's saying right here in this video mm-hmm. is so true, and that is that he's talking to the the person who who basically is like knows everything about getting yoked, like mm. getting you know super mm. muscular, and he goes, you know all the details except you don't fucking know how to do it. Uh, so it's it's the person who goes, oh, you want to get? I know how to get fucking huge arms. I know right. how to do. Fuck, get you crazy packs and six pack. You just gotta eat this and you gotta do this. And it's like, yeah, but you don't do it. You. So we're talking about the top of the show, right? That's this whole thing of like, you know what you have to do, but humans just cannot yeah. get over that. CT just has a different way of putting it. <laughs> Your motherfucking car in pieces. You know every motherfucking part. Everything, every motherfucking muscle, every capillary, every motherfucking thing about every motherfucking thing except how to be yo. They done figured out every motherfucking macros and, and fucking all, every scientific angle. You know about these motherfuckers know it all. They didn't examine motherfucking microscopic terms and break it down in microscopic tiny dimensional terms, your motherfucking ass. But they still look like a fucking scarecrow. So explain that to me. That's what I don't understand. You know every fucking thing, but your ass still looks fucked up. How did that happen? So, so right, CT. Yeah, and, and also a metaphor for life. Not just exercise. I think it's, you know, that book, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, mm-hmm. that 
Tom and I have read this book. It's about 50 pages. It's nothing. It's probably the best book about life and doing shit that you can read. Yeah. Um, basically, it's like, just fucking do it. Like, overcome your internal resistance. Overcome the voice that tells you you're too lazy, you're too fat, you're too whatever, and just do shit. That's what this guy's saying, right? He Well, he is, and he's also saying, like, because you you basically don't know how to act on what you think you know, I'm going to show you. Right. That's what he's saying, too, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the person that goes, I mean, in, in this case, you know, you know, you just got to curl, you got to do 10, 6, 8, 10, 8, 6, 4, 2, and do that a few times a week, and you got to have more protein. He's like, shut the fuck up. Let me show you. Right, and just do some shit, too. That's, a, yeah. that's his he message. He's the hard it. work approach, too. Yes. This guy trains like seven days a week you mm. know, four hours a day like he's a maniac he doesn't this guy's a maniac he doesn't stop to celebrate things but you know what tina mediocre people don't like overachievers and overachievers right. don't like mediocre that's people. what's up i like this guy's racket i'm down come on driving watch show me that testicular fortitude they got down there in maryland Got a bad case of bad motherfucker syndrome. Ooh, just a bad motherfucker. Everybody Don't knows how to wiggle their toes. Everybody knows how to wiggle their fingers. Before you can wiggle, wiggle your fingers and toes, your mind must tell them to wiggle. Your mind is in control of your motherfucking physical action. Isaac Newton didn't tell me that motherfucker shit. I figured that out. Oh, my goddamn go motherfucking mo. That- <laughs> We got to yeah. have him on the show. I would love to. He's right. Your mind controls all of this shit. Isn't that interesting? All of life is what your mind makes of it. Mm-hmm. What your mind chooses to think about. What you choose to, to yep. think about, essentially, is what, what your whole life is. It's a very crazy thing. Very yeah. fragile thing, actually. Every week I sit on my shrink's, my shrink's couch and it's all about that, dude. It's just like you can think one way and you can fucking ruin your life or you can think another way and you can hopefully have a happier existence altogether. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing about these, you know, these guys like CT here and Nick Saban, when it comes to the physical, it is totally. I mean, as long as you're physically healthy, it's all in your head. You tell yourself, you got to tell yourself to do it. You got to past. Got to get up and do it. You just got to if you want if you want to run a marathon, you can do it. That's so crazy. You can do it. You just, of course you, know, you could if you wanted if to. If you want to, you can the do will. it. You got to just push yourself. You push yourself. Speaking push yourself. of running and marathons, when I'm riding my bicycle at amazing speeds that I do, um, mm-hmm. there is a thing called the fucking bike path. Bike! And then there's a thing called the walking path. Walking path is smaller, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't like it when I see fucking assholes walking in my bike path. Dude. I don't. I don't. I don't. Disagree. I'm sure that's a very upsetting thing. Super upsetting. Yeah. Fucking really upsetting. Like, dude, it says bikes on the path. It doesn't say people and bikes, and it's dangerous. And luckily, I have my bell, and I ring, ring, ring. I make sure to let them know, like, you're in my way, asshole. Yeah. Let them fucking know. Yep. It's upsetting. It's It's rude as shit. It's almost like the person who drives a car and sees the bike person on your road. Right? What do you do to that? Do you, you give them their right away? 
No, I know, but I'm saying when the bike rider is the kind of cocky asshole oh, right. on the road that belongs, and I I've know the argument about, you know, bike riders have the right-of-way and all that stuff and have all the rights to use the road that the motorist... I get it, but when you're obnoxious about ignoring the rules... Right, some people are very reckless. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that too. And then they still want the benefit of like, but this, this is, for me, why, you're supposed to obey those stop signs and the stop I do. lights. I do as, as a bicycle rider, I do. Right. But a lot of people don't. A lot of people it's very don't. dangerous not and to. And then they're like, Right. Fuck you, man. You know, I do feel like riding in the street is not safe. It doesn't feel right as a bicycle rider. I don't I don't like it. Because I know all it takes is one fucking asshole to come and nail me and then I'm in the streets, broken bones. But then to ride on the sidewalk isn't cool either because I know that's not nice. It's not. What you should do, I think you should do, is what some bike riders do, is you should ride as far to the edge that is safe and yeah. possible. You know, you should ride closer to the right. I try. That's what I would do. I do. I mean, luckily, our neighborhood's pretty suburban, and there's not a ton of people. You know what I'm saying? I don't ride in traffic, but that's mm. tough if you do. If you live in, like, Boston or uh, San Francisco, like, people... My friend Molly, who rides her bicycle in San Francisco, she's like, oh, yeah, I've been nailed by cars constantly. Like, a lot. You get See, hit. It's terrible. That, that kind of scares me, though. I wouldn't want to do that. scares the shit out of me, too, man. Or motorcycles. I tell you, when I'm in uh, traffic here in, in L.A., mm-hmm. I cannot believe how these uh, motorcyclists, they just zip, zip, zip right in between you in traffic. I'm like, dude, you have to get Still nailed. Still blows me away. So Every dangerous. time they come by, when you're in bumper-to-bumper traffic, they fly, and it's legal. It's legal in California. Oh, yeah. You can fly through in between cars on your motorcycle. It looks absolutely terrifying. But this leads me to the point, we got to get a Lamborghini. Yeah, you're... Uh, but wait a minute. Aren't they expensive? They are, but there's different tiers. Mm. They're not all the same price. Okay. But there's kind of an introductory one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like 270000 but here's the deal that mm. I've been able to work out. Okay. A three-year lease. Mm-hmm. 8,000 miles a year. <laughs> okay. You put $35,000 <laughs> down. Uh-huh. You pay, Um, what is it? Like five thousand or fifty five hundred a month. Okay. And then wait a minute. What's the mileage on a on a gas the gallon? What is it called? Get about uh, yeah. How many miles per gallon are we talking? Thirteen. Okay. And that's uh, highway driving or yeah traffic. Thirteen miles per gallon. Yeah. I'm all in. I'm all in. Let's. But I mean, can we start you're not, saving? Here's what I feel like you're not seeing it. You're not understanding. Yeah. Oh, you go, babe. I got a, I got a spot tonight, right? In, uh, in the city. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's going to be there? Oh, a bunch of big shots, a bunch of uh, talent people, agents, Exec- managers, executive show business, TV executive show. The president of show business is going to be there. Yeah. Guess what? Guess who's fucking getting attention? Right? Who's this? When they pull up to their spot, oh, you are because you just pulled up in a fucking. 2013 Lamborghini hmm. Gallardo, hmm. and it's fucking purple, and everybody's mm-hmm. like, "Whoa!" Yeah, it's like, and you just make no thing of it. You just give it to the valet. I'm going to do my spot. I'll be back. Yeah, I'm getting eight bucks or ten bucks for this spot, and I'm paying out the ass for this. Right. But 
what is everybody thinking about you? The this bitch is like Kenny Powers. This is a fucking it's a female bad bitch. Kenny Powers right yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, show business is about image, and why? I mean, why should we waste our money trying to own a home or trying to build our careers when we can lease a Lamborghini and that can do way more for us in the long run? Yep. Right? Is that what you're saying? Yep. Now, should we get a really muted color like yellow or neon green? Mm, I think it's got to be louder than that. Because they make they make Lamborghinis in muted sort of any color you want. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Orange. It's a really nice soothing color. Bright orange. Uh, pink's really popular, right? Jeans. Pink is cool. Who who has a pink one? I saw on this uh, 60 Minutes, we were watching um, this women get their Lamborghinis to match their handbags. And by women, I mean gold diggers. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's so cool. How many? <laughs> this is so ridiculous. It's such an extravagance to own a car, a Lamborghini. It's so ridiculous. Everybody should have one. Everybody should get one. <laughs> and if you want to make an impression at work, in dating... Just like maybe maybe you're up for a new apartment, you know? You can um you can be like, "Oh yeah, here's check my um, you know, my referrals, but also I drive a Lamborghini." And then all of a sudden, "Oh, yeah, we do approve you for this place." Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of credit card debt from when I was featuring on the road stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll still lease me a Lamborghini? Yeah. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, is it a stick shift or can I get a, that an automatic? You can get the uh, paddles, the, the paddles by the steering wheel. Like race car the drivers? Shift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's fun for traffic, I imagine. Like it's, Lamborghinis are great for stop and go traffic, right? They are phenomenal for stop and go traffic. Yeah. Okay. Computer just takes the clutch Here up nice. Go. You can hear it engage, but uh, it's drive. really smooth. Really, so really smooth. You don't really smooth. feel the car move at all. So, what's the problem? Yeah, we're going to hit a speed bump. You didn't even know we hit it. It feels as solid as the coupe with the top off. Uh, I'm not stretching the truth on that either. It really actually feels as solid. There you go. Coming to do my spot at the comedy store. Was that as loud as I thought it was? (laughs) (laughs) I got jokes. It's also a, a nice family car. I mean, how many kids can you fit in? Well, we can be in it together. That's the whole point. Right, but if you have a child... Don't think about that. It's the two of us hanging out. What about the dog? Can Fifo fit just No, you can't bring your dog. It's two people. What about groceries? Can you pick up groceries? There's room for groceries. A few bags. Is there a trunk in this car? There's the the hood. Okay. Under the hood. In the front, that's a trunk, and that's enough for like three or four grocery bags. Three or four grocery bags. Yeah. What about a bike rack? I want to take my bike down to the beach. You have a Lamborghini. Right. You're missing the point. You're not you don't It does it. seem like when you have a Lamborghini, that's all you have. This is this is you know, you need some of this. How many? How many do I do? Are you the swollen motherfucker on the planet yet? No. Well if you're not the swollen motherfucker on the planet, you got some more reps to do, son. Keep working. Don't stop until you the biggest sidewalk packing motherfucker there is. Never be satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> There's never enough, goddammit. 
When will my set be over? Your motherfucking set will never be over. Wow. Never end this set. No matter what you do, it's still your motherfucking set. I've been doing this shit for 30 years, and it's still my motherfucking set. So if you got under 30 years in this shit, it's still your motherfucking set. Well, that's a great point. You know, it's very existential. I mean, just when you think it's over, it's never over. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. That's how I feel about comedy. Is that how you feel about being a comic? You're never good enough. It's never over. No, it's never. It's it's like the approval from your parents you're never going to get. Yeah, it's it's absolutely never over. No. You never get the approval that you want. Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment, options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash YMH. Hardmints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey, speaking of Lamborghinis, well, we didn't talk about this yet, but we were watching the premiere of Shaws of Sunset. Yeah. Yeah. The Shaws. They're back. My favorite Persian cast members. Yeah, that's right, man. They're, yeah. Um, the Shaws are back. They are... As crazy as ever, fantastic as ever. Um, we watched the new season premiere. Yeah, so they're coming back. One of them has a severe pill and alcohol problem, but she's in denial. And then this episode revolved around Lily, who's the 30 year old uh, Persian girl who's a lawyer has a bikini business and apparently just gazillions of dollars, which is funny that they all have so much money, but they all live in two-bedroom condos yeah. in West Hollywood. So I don't understand the money thing. But Lily decided for her 30th birthday to recreate the prom. The prom is one of the worst ideas I've ever seen. <clears throat> yeah, because prom's not really fun when you do it in high school. At least I didn't really think it was fun. She's like, I was weird. I didn't have a prom, <laughs> so I want to make a prom now. It's kind of what you kind of wanted to be like. Well, you got molested because this is you're you're really stuck in this adolescence thing. You do not seem like a 30-year-old at all. Yeah. No, she's got problems. She has like a glam squad that makes her up before she goes out anywhere in LA. Oof. And for her party, she had four different dresses yeah. that she changed into. Which is like, you know what? Hey, if that if you've got the means and that makes you happy, then yeah. you know, totally by all means, knock yourself out, kid, cuz you got one life. Fucking hey, do it. Who cares? Yeah. On the other hand, you go, oh, this is why you're single, because 
what dude wants to come to your 30-year-old prom? Dude, she has no idea how obnoxious and unlikable she comes across. She has no clue. Yeah, like, that's a deal breaker for for dudes, right? Like, what do you think, think as a man when you see that? That's what I'm asking. Oh, like, first of all, yeah, when I see a girl like her, I think, A, she's delusional as to... Like, on what her... Lo- um, as to like, I think she's delusional as to how she is a coming across to everybody. Yeah. Like you look like a, you look like a teenager. You're 30 years old. Right. You look like a little bratty teenager. Yeah. Um, I think you're delusional as to what you bring to the table. Okay. On, a, oh. on different levels. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this is somebody who intellectually is bringing a lot to the table. Yeah. Um, not that that's everything, but let's be honest. Is she stimulating exciting the way um somebody could excite you during a conversation i mean i'd say actually that's the most important if you're gonna marry somebody yeah i'm talking that's like at least 70 to 80 percent yeah so you see her and you're like holy shit um i think high maintenance as shit for sure oh yeah dude um i think um yeah, I think this is not a somebody who lives in reality. So I think it's going to be... She lives in a fantasy world. Yeah. She's somebody who surrounds herself with people who go, you know what, bitch? You are fabulous. You are. who That person, they can hate all they want. That's right. That is a hater. No, it's not, it's not a hater. Those are people who live in the real world. Yeah. You live in La La Land. Yeah, it's pretty That's un- what that is. Unbelievable. Yeah. So when... When I see her, I just see a thousand red flags is what I see. Yeah, I do too. As a friend, even if I were her, I don't oh, think yeah. I could. Oh, yeah, you don't want to be around that. I don't think I could I bet could she's be, a terrible lay too. I don't, yeah. I mean, I, I totally see her being like annoying as shit to hang around. Like she's one of those girls that's like, I'm fat. And you're like, you weigh 90 pounds. What are you talking about? I'm wrinkled. Like you, you're 30. You don't have anything wrong with you right now. Like what are you talking about? She's one of those broads too. Yeah, she um uh she she's all kinds of problems, man. Yeah. The everybody wears you down in different ways. Yeah. I think I think the thing about somebody, she has she's the one who I think really comes from real money. And what what real money can do is it can let you exist and believe a kind of removed fantasy world from reality. It's the best. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait until I have a lot of money. Right. Because when you have a lot of money, you don't have to play by anybody's rules. But it's, the problem is when you have ugh, that money very so great, young, you don't develop as a person. No. So if you have it when you're much older, you can pick and choose. You developed as a person. I want to remove myself from this parts of society because I can afford to now. Oh, I can't but wait. when you grow yeah. up that way... You end up like her. Yeah, absolutely. You grow up uh, so removed from what it is to be a normal, common person. Yeah. <laughs> common meaning how Tom and I, I don't mean that in a pejorative, uh, where I'm as common as it motherfucking gets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you fucking, I can't even imagine, dude. See, she's too, She's and they showed her on the last season too, she's too cool for a lot of things. Yeah. You know, All right. Yeah, yeah. She does herself up to an extreme for like, let's go have a drink, let's go grab lunch. Yeah. All that is like her event. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm, you know, she's like, I'm sweating, or I don't want to be around people that are one of those things. And I was like, well, yeah. 
you're a little too over the top with that Perfect. shit. Like she didn't want to go, yeah, dancing because other people's sweat would touch her and her bag, she couldn't put her bag down to go dance and she didn't want to drink. She doesn't drink alcohol. Like, oh, she's geez. And she's too good for this, you know? Like she's, she's the kind of person who's too good for this, <laughs> you know? Like, this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Oh my gosh. Oh this debuted last week and the response was just oh it was incredible we've been listening to it now non-stop The farts are instruments. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean... That's a real talent, man. Max Newman. <laughs> That's not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. <laughs> Max Newman. He really outdid himself. Wow. I mean, that is just... That's great work, Max. I mean, like I said, we, we played it last <laughs> week, and the response was yeah. just bananas. A lot of people's favorite song. Max, yeah, also, just so you know, in the Mommy Dome... If Tom and I wake up in the morning and we have to play it again, that's yeah. that's how you know. We played it in bed. We played it in bed this morning. We felt we feel the way about the Oh My Gosh song as we did about City Connection. Mm. City Connection took over our lives for a good couple of weeks. And now yeah. it's, oh my gosh. My favorite part, it is the way he uses the farts. <laughs> as instruments? He goes. He, the, it, it's on beat. <laughs> Yeah, it it, it matches up to the beat. Yeah. It's um it's unbelievable. <laughs> Fucking adorable bastard. You know, I'm looking at this video of, oh, of Emmanuel Lewis, the best. and he was saying how one of the most annoying things in his fame was how people would just come up and hug him and pick him up off the of ground. Course. And I'm looking at this little, perfect, cute, black bastard, <laughs> and I just want to reach into the screen and pick him up and hug oh, him. I, I, Webster was the cutest motherfucker alive. Oh. 
He was so little and petite, mm. and he was smaller than a normal-sized child. He was a miniature child. Yeah. He's like a mini horse. And he had a, exactly, uh, and he had, like, missing teeth. Yeah, and, like, it, was per- it was a perfect storm. Cute Those big fuck. doe eyes, and he had, mm. yeah, the missing teeth, and just so tiny, everything about him. Mm. He's like a little fifo. Absolutely. You um, know, fief. You know, we played that fart. <laughs> that fart. That fart clip. Uh, gross. Oh, sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but it takes me back oh to the God. fact that today. Oh. Nick's dog. Brown dog. Brown dog coming up. You've been warned. I have a story for you. Okay. I got up today. You were very sweet. You made me a coffee. I drank that coffee. I'm sorry. What kind of coffee, though? A pumpkin spice latte. Homemade. Homemade. Fuck Starbucks. It is out of this world. Thank you. I drank it. It was the dog's tits. It was delicious. Hmm. Um, I looked up, by the way, that expression. You asked me about it. Do you know where it comes from? During I World do. War Two, I do. I'm sorry. The, go ahead. A lot of the farms would go down, uh, where like they were bombed in Britain, mm-hmm. and they so a lot of the farms were no longer operating, and so there was less access to cow milk, mm. and uh, they started milking other animals mm-hmm. to use the milk, and they even milked dogs. Mm. So. You a lot of times when you know they would, would a, a milk substitute would come from the dog, and mm. then the Brits would say, "This is the dog's tits." But they would say, "This is the dog's tits." Exactly. This is the dog's tits. Hey, Gavda, it's the dog's tits. <laughs> like that. Oh, mighty. And that oh, meant like you know what it's it's, it's as good tits. as it's gonna get the is what that means. Right. Right. No, I figured it had something, either that or was maybe from Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured, or maybe in um, the Canterbury Tales. Maybe it originated there and then it came back during World War II. Yeah, I think Chaucer actually came up with that. Yeah. The, it's the dog's tits. Yes, because then the, it's also in a Churchill speech I looked up. Oh, that's, I know which address you're talking about, mm-hmm. the, the teat of the dog, but that's what they called it back then. Absolutely. Yeah. This it's was, a very, I mean, all of our our British listeners flooded the email with, um, <laughs> oh, I say dog's tits every day. I bet they're going to flood the emails now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. knowing that we know their history. Yep. Yeah. Didn't take a lot of work. But um, <laughs> anyways, I drank that uh, delicious pumpkin spice latte. Homemade, thank you. I shit. No. I did. But whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You just, that's the story. I sat down okay. and it was like nothing. It was just like uh, like a like a Pop-Tart coming out of the toaster. Boop. Ready wow. to go. How many logs? Two or three. Two or three. Boop, boop, boop. Like wow. that. Done. Didn't think twice. <laughs> then I went on a long walk by myself. You went on a walk separately. <laughs> we were doing our thing. I ended up... <laughs> Walking five miles. Oh my goodness. And I was just chilling. I had my headphones on. I was having a good time. I walked by the beach. When I got back, mm. you had prepared a delightful lunch. A succulent lunch meal. 
Now, at this point, I'm my stomach's growling. Right. It needs fuel. Mm. What do I put in there but this absolutely delicious and healthy salad that you made with so many vegetables? So many for Trader Joe's. spinach yeah. leaves. There was cucumbers. There yeah. was yellow peppers, green well, peppers. Here's the secret. Um, at Trader Joe's, you can buy pre-cut vegetables in a bag. Oh. It's so easy. But so go easy. ahead. Go ahead. And it was a massive bowl of this. I'm just shoving mm. vegetable after vegetable. And then there was, a, we made some hmm. tuna and water on the side. So there's some protein and it's just vegetables and protein. And I tell you what. What? When that was done processing, hmm. the poop patrol came right back. Choo choo. I shit again. You're kidding. How about that for a story? Two dumps in one day. Mm-hmm. Now, the second shit you're speaking of, mm-hmm. walk me through it. Um, it's a subtle build. Hmm. I fart, then I go, oh, mm. there's something there. Mm. And I then, hmm. I gradually, I didn't run, I just gra- I walked into the kitchen. Mm. I think I had another bite of the salad. I was like, this is so good. Mm. It's clean. It's healthy. It's mm. just cleansing the, the palate, the digestive mm-hmm. tract. I then, um, I sat down and it was pretty much immediate. I didn't have to work for it. I'm used to grabbing the side of the bowl <laughs> and really straining and grinding and bleeding until I get a little pebble out. But this was really easy. <laughs> that is such a neat story. Thank you. You know... I have a similar story. First of all, I want to backtrack. A few days ago, mm-hmm. I, was, I, was, I was sitting in the living room, and, I, mm-hmm. and you came in from outside. I don't know what you were doing. You came into the kitchen. Yeah. You, you picked something up. You took two bites. You put the bowl down, and then you just you walk into the bathroom, and you're gone for like 10 minutes. I'm like, what is he doing? Like, it's just rare that somebody casually walks in from outside, picks mm-hmm. up a bowl, takes a couple of bites, and then immediately goes to take a shit. Like, it happens. It doesn't. Not to me. Because if I come in and knowing I have to dump, I go straight to the toilet. I don't stop to eat before I shit. This is exactly what I did earlier today. <laughs> I knew I had to shit. I still stop for a bite. Right. Yeah. How do you do that? It's just like when you you act... What happens is you act out and you're a diva. So right. like when we were in Santa Barbara, <laughs> yeah, and you made it a big scene about how you had to shit so bad. That was right. very diva-ish behavior. Right. Whereas I would have been like, oh, cool. Thanks for showing me this stuff. Yeah. I'll shit in an hour or two when we get back. An hour or two. Right. Dr. Oz says that's very bad, uh, as we learned before, because the liquid get sucked out of the poo just leaving the toxic part in your bowel we know that we fucking went over this man like a couple episodes ago mm, i don't i don't think so you gotta hold it whenever you get <laughs> the urge to shit you have to hold it for as long as you as can as long as possible that's what doctors <laughs> say to do <laughs> and then once you hold it long enough also when you finally sit down Push as hard as you can. You have to push <laughs> as if your life is on the line and someone's trying to kill you. Whoa. Unless what you, what'd you do? I don't know. I hit my glass against the microphone. Yeah. You always do something. You <laughs> always do something. Stupid fucking bitch. Do you, you know dumb we, got, fucking cunt. we got an email 
asking yeah. for advice. Did you read this email? Mm, no. It's pretty serious. Okay. Came in today. No, I didn't see it. Um, it says, hello, mommies. This is a, they're asking for serious advice. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about my poo story that... Oh, and I cut you off? Yeah, it's kind of unfair. Like, you had your poo story. Uh, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, I didn't... I didn't well, okay, that. it's Tell long story short. I didn't poo again today. I felt, I felt like... Oh. I had... I didn't, yeah. I actually walked around and I felt a tug and I ignored it. Yeah. And then I farted a lot today. I went to Mary Lynn's house and then I farted a lot there and then I came back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, sniff that. Damn. <laughs> Ooh, that's tough. Yeah, he's struggling. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Constipation. Stuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's really stuck. I can't take it. It's so, it's oh my so God. funny. <laughs> Why the breathing? He has to breathe hard. I don't like that. <laughs> None of you motherfuckers can rip ass like this. I'm farting on you haters. So that was you today? That was pretty much me, yeah. Really? Merlin, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm farting on you haters. Yeah, that's a really good thing to do. (laughs) Okay, so what's this advice you speak of? Oh, yeah, you nasty fuck. Um, So... This is serious. Okay. From farts to serious. Okay. This, this begins... This like the news when people are like, yeah. 10, 20 people died in Sri Lanka. Anyways, have you seen the cutest pets in the world? So This we. goat looks like it just <laughs> wants to come up and say hello. Uh, <laughs> so, it says, hello, mommies. <laughs> I don't know how to begin exactly. But I've oh. heard you give uh, relationship advice before. Oh, good. And I thought what you both had to say in those instances was insightful and astute. So here goes. I am in the closet, not because I am gay, but because I have reached the firm conclusion that I am an atheist and I don't foresee any way I can ever be honest to my husband and kids about it. I am reticent about full disclosure of this because I have considered myself agnostic for a period and have been vocal about my crisis of faith. Hmm. And it and it went over like a fucking lead balloon. I am not the type of person to live with secrets and I can't live the rest of my life pretending to believe in a fairy tale, trying to keep from rolling my eyes whenever anyone says to pray and thank God so things will keep going well. I try to live by the ideal of as long as you aren't harming anyone, do what you do, which may be the part of the reason I can't abide the blatant hypocrisy of religion. I strive to be as free of judgment as possible, but of course I am deeply flawed and fucked up an individual. I am a deeply flawed and fucked up individual. Excuse me. So just trying to make my way in the world and not fuck up my children too irredeemably. 
I know I'm rambling, but the bottom line is I am scared of being honest about this to my husband, as I am 99% sure it will affect our relationship adversely. And I also don't know how much longer I can live closeted. Mm. It's eating me up inside. Wow. Well, that's a very um, uh, honest question. And, yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, first of all, what's the what faith is she in right now? Like, that's kind of a. Are we talking? We don't know. Well, that's what we get. Hey, right back to us. Okay. So, <laughs> no, seriously, what's the severity? You mean, what's the, the, the faith that her the, husband's in? Correct. Like, are you, in, are you enmeshed in, like, the, the dudes that capture snakes? And what are those considered oh, fundamentalist? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are we talking, like, Pentecostal, Pentecostal faith? Or are well, we talking, like, the occasional Christian? I think here's the thing. It, it, you know, there's there's a part of you that has to keep the peace when you are in a family. Usually, though, that's keeping the peace with people that are kind of secondary family members, not immediate family members. Right. In other words, grandparents, uncles, and you can you can you know behave the way you have to when you're around them. Even parents, once you're older, you go like, all right, I'll I'll play the game for these two days that I'm visiting them or something. Right, you know? right. But if it's your spouse, that's what she's, you know, that's why this is a much more serious issue. And the fact, I think the real telling thing here is that you end this by saying, it's eating me up inside. Mm. To me, my own take on this Mm. is that if there's something like that, no matter what it is, no matter if it's this issue about being honest about how you feel religiously, it could be sexual, it could be your feeling about anything. If it's eating you up inside and you feel like you have to get it out there, you almost have to trust your instinct to go ahead and do it. Now, I think the best case scenario is you sit with your husband and you prepare him that you have these feelings that you're going to share with him and you have to get them off your chest. If you're saying that... By sharing them, like this could send the whole world to shit. It's almost something you have to approach doing because of the fact that it's affecting you so deeply. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Uh, yeah. However, I mean, the reason I asked is like, what level are we talking? Are, is he a minister in the Pentecostal church? Right. Are you guys deeply in. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you are you an Orthodox Jewish family? Do you not use electricity on right. Saturday? Are you like what what is your lifestyle, and why is it so damaging to to come clean about this? That's kind of what I I need to know more information. Can on I tell this. you my take on it? What yeah. my assumption is? Mm. I don't think she's part of a. They're a very religious mm-hmm. family, but I think that she's at the point where she mentions children that they're you know. The kids are probably of an age where they're asking things and they're being told by friends, parents, and teachers and stuff that like, well, you know, pray about it. And there's a lot of kind of religious stuff being said to the kids <clears throat> yeah. and maybe also coming from the husband. Yeah. And she's at the point where like, I don't feel comfortable doing this. This doesn't feel right. She feels right like because, she's lying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, man. You know, I, I got to tell you, as somebody who... I, I identify culturally as Catholic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I would say in our personal lives, I'm not a practicing Catholic. Am I? I'm new agey spiritual. I love me some Oprah, Super yeah. Soul Sunday spirituality. But religious, not really. No, I yeah. was raised traditionally Catholic. 
But, however, when you and I do have a kid, I'd like to think that we're going to tell some white lies <laughs> and put some fear of God into a kid, because to some extent that's not but such a terrible thing. that's all about the comfort of each person. In other yeah, words, yeah, yeah. that works because I, like you, identify culturally as Catholic. I never go to church. No. I'm, by all definitions, not a good practicing Catholic. Right, right. But... I I can tolerate doing what you're describing. And the reason that's okay for us is that like we both that works for us. But if one of us were really opposed to that approach. No, I know. Yeah. Well, she's she's problem. even making the distinction between atheist and agnostic. Exactly. Meaning at one time it was maybe a potential to believe in God uh, in and a, now a, she's a, closed right. the book on that entirely. Right, right. You know, it's a tough call given your circumstances. You know, there's kids involved. You don't want to mess with your kids' heads, so maybe leave the kids out of the discussion for the moment. Yes. Uh, you know, kind of let that rest a moment. Don't go to your kids and be like, guess what? Hell no. God doesn't exist. Uh, but maybe you can come to an agreement with your husband that you'll, like, for instance, you will tolerate some of these Converse, like some telling the kids of this stuff, like if it's coming from him or somebody else, you don't have to take the lead on a lot of these conversations. And maybe you'll agree, and he'll agree to the point that at a certain age, you guys can present them with how you both feel. Yeah, because I think that's a natural progress around adolescence. Kids go, wait a minute, what's this shit about this guy walking on water? What's this about? Yeah. Uh, you know, fishes and bread and all crucifix. I mean, kids naturally will question at a certain age, mm-hmm. and that's the time you can kind of hold, you know, the court with that. But I, w- I agree with Tommy on this. If it's really weighing on your soul, and it sounds, well, you won't believe in a soul, but <laughs> yeah. it's weighing down on you and it's it's affecting you, you got to sit down. You have to. Uh, and the, the way to do it, it'll by the way... Up. It'll build up if you don't. It'll build up and it'll seep out in other ways. But the way to do it is, uh, I believe, to not be accusatory of his beliefs. The way to do it is to put it on you, what you feel, how it's just not right for you, and try not to make it about what he likes sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, It's a great point. It's an, this is an excellent point. Thank you. It's three and a half years of therapy. It's an excellent point. And it's almost, you can almost lead with the, the point of, I respect the fact that you believe A, B, and C. And right. I respect the fact that right. this is meaningful. All, all of what you are into, I'm cool with you being into that, because that's you. And, but, and also, I mean, you said that you flipped from agnostic to atheist. So you know what? You don't know where you'll be in another 10 years. So I would say to your spouse, you know what? For now, I'm going to give this a rest. <laughs> this is where I'm at right now, you know, because he may mm-hmm. go, well, wait a minute, why didn't you tell me you didn't, you know... Uh, and maybe to avoid that, I would just go, look, I questioned a lot of stuff. And yeah. for now, this is where I'm at spiritually. Because yeah. believe me, when I was in college, I studied philosophy. I studied every proof for the existence of God. Okay, I spent an entire year doing this, and I came out of it I came out of it uh, extremely atheistic and very angry. <laughs> but since then, I've changed in the last 15 years. And you don't know where you're going to be in 15 more. Yeah. So I just say, hey, for now, this is where I'm at. And uh, you guys can discuss what you'd like to do with the kids and stuff. And maybe you don't have to actively lie to them, but you can kind of just <laughs> bite your tongue on Great stuff point. with the kids. 
You're good. You're good, Jeans. Send us. I like doing this. If you guys uh, send us your advice questions, I really like answering yeah. them. It's easier via email because I, I feel as though we're not rushed. Or if can they leave voicemails yet? Do we have that capability? On the uh, on the number? Yeah. Yeah, they have. They have left voicemails. Oh shit! We just haven't answered them. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. My mm. apologies. Well, I promise to do that very soon. Much apologies. We'll get yeah. to them. But good luck to you, sister. And I understand uh, that's got to be very tough. Yes, good luck. And please let us know um, any other oh, information. And P.S. Uh, this is not to in any way scold you for your decisions, but Dr. Laura does make a good point, And I kind of agree with this is that when you do choose to marry, I fucking, I think it's very important to marry somebody that shares uh, your faith background. Just fucking, it's way easier. I'm not saying it can't be done. Uh, interfaith, I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying it's a lot easier when you guys are on the same page of this crap, especially when kids get into the picture. I think that's really heavy. Mm. Right? It's a lot. It's just why, why make your life more complicated? Sure. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Yep. I hear you, Jeans. that means all right what you got for me this came from josh okay he says would you rather have the cure for a disease um that kills thousands by the day slow and horribly not allowing the public to receive the cure while they know you have it or be the one who brainwashes the world and changes all forms of education to Jaden Smith's tweets. Oh my god. I have the cure to something and I don't share it? Is that the first one? Yeah. Yeah, you have the cure. Right. To a horrible disease. Mm-hmm. And you don't allow them to receive the cure while they know you have it. Oh, jeez. Or you're the one who changes... The world's education to basically Jaden Smith's The world? Thoughts. Yes. Like North Korea? Yes. I'm going to do Jaden because I can't withhold... I can't kill people actively. Yeah. I would be the Jaden Smith Minister of Education. So would I. And then you know what? There would be like a subculture that would come and tear that down anyways. Some Julian Assange organization would come and Anonymous would come and destroy us anyways. They would, right? Yeah. Um... Would you rather have a sign in your front yard that says, I hate all N-words, or I love all (laughs) N-words? That's hilarious. Oh, (laughs) shit, man. Uh, Why do you got to make me answer that? Just reading the fuck the ones that come uh, in. I'm gonna go for love. That, that way, people might have a sense of humor about it. That's uh, from Orion. Thanks, Orion, for ruining my it's life. It's on your front yard. I know. It says I love n bombs. Hey, you know what? All right. Shit. At least maybe somebody will have a sense of irony if you're like, I love niggers. They'll be like, what? <laughs> what the All fuck? Right. Uh, well, what are you gonna do? I'm just going to leave that one to you. You're the only one. You ah. jerk. <laughs> I would take love, of course. 
At least you you get yeah. you have a fighting chance. If you're like, what? I love them. <laughs> <laughs> you can play dumb. Oh my god! What's wrong? I'm saying I love them. Right. You can play the dumb racist. If you card. say if you say hate, there's no getting around it. No, I know. Love you can and you could you could switch it out. I might switch it out the next day. Put I love chinks. There you go. Be like I just love them all. There you go. I love gooks. I love crackers. Yeah. Yep. I love Jews. Fix. What's the Jew? What's the slang for kike? Kike. I like the kikes. No, love. I'm sorry. I love kikes, and that's a picture yeah. of Ari. Yeah. Yeah. Picture of Ari. Ari Schaefer. Oh, Ari Schaefer. Yeah. Okay. Um, would you rather your grandmother walks in in, in on you masturbating as you hit your vinegar strokes, oh, or? Geez. Ah, jeez. Um, or you have to rent a hardcore porn and watch it <laughs> in its entirety, plotline and all, with your parents sitting on either side of you on the oh couch. Oh, my God. Get your um, life. Grandmother. You know why? Why? She's going to die yeah. sooner. Fuck her. She's seen shit before. Mm-hmm. She probably saw my dad and his brothers do that. Yeah. It's not the first time. Sitting through... All of that porn. Oh, I can't. No. And 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 having to sit through the plot lines and all that stuff. It's just too much. So embarrassing. Yeah. I choose my grandmother because she was a real fucking asshole, anyways. So yeah. I don't care. Fuck her. Yeah. And, um, that's a good. That's a, I like that short but sweet, concise explanation. <laughs> well, she, um, was, she was a real turd. That was from Chris. Morkout. Oh, the artist. The yeah. artist, yes. Um, ooh, this one. Really? Right, this is a good one. From Chris Kolek. Would you rather have a permanent itchy asshole? Oh, no. Oof. Oof. Or permanently have gnats flying around your face. Oh, God. I the kind that. that always fly into your ears. Oh, I nose. hate yeah. that. Oh, Oof. fuck. Or your man. ass just itches all the time. I, I would take the itchy asshole. Oh, I think I would too. That's how bad those gnats are. Yeah, I don't like the gnats. Because I would just, I would just get to the point where people would be like, "Oh, that's Tom. He's the guy that scratches his ass all the time." <laughs> right. Well, and you could put some cortisone cream on that itchy ass. It's, but it itches right through it, babe. Yeah, but there's per- like temporary relief. Right. Wow, so many conundrums today, huh? So many. Do you have one? No. Okay, I thought you were about to read one. No. All right. Well. Not today, guys. I'm just, I appreciate other people sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes the artist has to appreciate other artists. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, all right. Well, we got to get out of here. Oh, let's see. If you do not know, let's see. This song reminded me, somebody said, just so you know, my jeans are up so high and tight. I cannot even swallow the soup I'm eating. Wow. Here's a song that reminded me. That's really high. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's Rock and Roll McDonald's. We've, we've heard this before. We can't Rock and Roll McDonald's. Yes, it's a very a good song. It's a good song. McDonald's will make you fat. Yes. Um, here's another song. Let's see. How many dicks did I suck? Hmm. Hmm. When I went down to Mexico. This is a song from a listener. Okay. All right. Oh. Mm. God damn it, babe. That's Blue Band. 
He's really fucking up today. I love you guys. We love you guys. Love you, Jeans. We'll see you soon. Uh-huh.